I'm Josie. I'm Leah. And this is Something Spookish, an Eerie Encounters episode. Leah's my neighbor, and we absolutely adore her. And Leah has an eerie encounter. I'm so excited. Fantastic. My grandmother's calling me. <gasps> pick up. Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna pick up. <laughs> Hi. Hey, Angel. This is Josie. Hi. I was just wondering if you could give me give me a little bit of a recap on Naomi. Yeah, Miss Martin. Miss yeah. Martin. Yes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Let's see. From what I can remember, um, she came to live with us. I think I was like, well, my grandma first stopped the healer, you know, the white witch lady. She got her out because my grandma was married to Miss Martin's son, Ray. That was my mom's dad. And he got murdered on the railroad tracks when my mom was 11. Okay. Um, after that, she was in Central State for like 20 years. And what I do know is, uh, supposedly, she was running up down the street with a butcher knife, freaking out, you know, just, you know, maybe, I don't know, schizophrenic or whatever. But she was a smart, strange woman. She would ask every question in the world, who's your mama, who's your daddy? I'm the same way, yeah. And she used to always say, mark my words, and shit fire, save your matches. And she just knew things, you know. But back then, you know, if you were different or maybe she was upset or had a breakdown. And so people just thought she was crazy. You know, just think about what women go through now. Just think about back then. <gasps> Please. Mm. Really? Crazy. But yeah, she favored... Uh, my little sister over me and she favored my mom's brother over her and she always lived with us and she got her check every month and she always wanted fruit and snuff to dip and some kind of powder Maxine, Maxine powder to go on her feet and stuff and she would always tuck it in her bra right here and I'd wake up she'd be standing over the bed looking at me but it all worked out. <laughs> Such a good mindset. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it did. Just like I always tell Leah, they got to love you more and you got to be meaner than hell. So <laughs> oh, <I laughs> that's love a seven that. thing. Yeah. I love it. So what do y'all, what, what brought this to y'all's attention? What's, what's your interest in it? So I'm, so she runs a podcast. And cool. it's kind of just about spooky things in general. Oh, yeah. Ghosts. I've got and... a lot of stories about a lot of people in my family. Wow. Both sides, yes. Mm -hmm. What else do you want to know? Yeah. I can try to remember details. I was just going to recap kind of my experience when we visited Central State um, Hospital. Oh, I know. This May. That, that's ironic as hell. It was crazy. So I didn't find out that my... No. Wait, so technically she would be my great, great aunt? Okay, she was my mom's grandma. She was my 
Oh, wow. Great. So, like, my great-great-great-grandmother. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. So, great-great-great. Yeah. That's three graves. That's three graves. I so, I visited this place in May, and I didn't find out that my great-great-great-grandmother was admitted to the hospital and a patient there oh, wow. until Great after years. I visited. Yeah. And so that oh. was something that we had recently just kind of recapped and discovered. Well, you talked about it with your mom, right? She oh, yeah. was the one who knew it. So what happened is I visited the place. I guess we'll, we'll, we'll go back around oh, no to that. But when I visited... Yeah, when I visited, I told her about it, and she, we called her mom, which is my great-grandmother, and we kind of talked about the experience, and she was like, oh, well, you know, Naomi, that was her name, right? Yep. Was yep. a Miss patient there. Yep. That is so interesting. Yeah. So crazy. Something that just kind of brought you back. Really weird. Really weird, yeah. It's, we, it was we have of... to embrace whatever we go through and make the best of it. Yeah. Just like I've always told you, it's not what we got through, it's how we deal with it. Oh my gosh. Such a good word. Got to be strong. Yeah. Got to be strong. I'm 61. I'm tired of hell, but I'm a warrior. So. You seem like go. it. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell just right away. Well, thank you so much for your okay. contribution. Hey, I really appreciate it. Anything else? Whatever uh, absolutely. It is, I'll tell the truth, and I'm a secret keeper. Oh yeah. my gosh, I love it. Thank you so much. Love you, girl. Love you. Bye. Bye. So that was great. Oh my God, what a badass. She's so great. What a badass. I love her so much. so cool. I guess I'll tell the story. Well, yeah, out of yeah. curiosity, yeah. Where where is this? So the place that I visited was a place in Georgia. I'm from central Florida, northern central Florida. Okay. You said there's it's like a two-hour drive one way or another to get to the ocean. So right. you're just kind of stuck. Yeah, so stuck in the middle, and it's a very... Northern Central Florida is very similar to like your typical Southern culture. Mm -hmm. Whereas like I feel like once you get to Tampa South, like when you have Tampa, Miami and all those beach towns. It's a little more loosey-goosey. Yeah, like I feel like it has its own culture separate. Like I feel like it's definitely like a bunch of states, a bunch of different like people move there, whatnot. Oh, everybody wants to go to Florida. I have, I know a thousand people that moved there this week. <laughs> Literally. So growing up in Florida, at least northern central Florida, it was very, very Christian, very southern, um, almost very similar to the culture that you would find in Georgia, I would say. Okay. In May, my childhood friend, I was best friends with her since pre-K. We had kind of a bit of a falling out in high school, but um, we ended up reconnecting and she got married. She invited me to her wedding. She was marrying this guy, his name is Johnny. He's really nice, great guy. But she invited me to her wedding, which was in Nashville. And this whole time, I was kind of figuring out, figuring out the logistics around the, the trip. Or, you know. She invited my mom last minute as well. And I was like, you know, I should probably go with my mom. Like, she, my mom was a pretty prominent figure in this girl's child. Yeah. I guess I'll refer to her as Morgan. So there you go. You yeah, can use that's name. perfect. Okay, right. wonderful. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, Morgan's wedding is in Nashville. She invited my mom as well. So we are all gung ho about this, and we decide that I'm going to fly out to Florida and meet my mom in my hometown of Ocala, and then we were going to take a road trip up to Nashville. Okay. Ourselves. 
So that's kind of like the preface of everything. Girl trip. Yes, exactly. It was so fun. It was really nice to spend that time with her. She drove the entire way, trooper. And our whole idea about the trip was that we would find little places that we could kind of like offshoot. Mm -hmm. And we kind of did our research beforehand and Georgia's kind of a weird state in general. I don't know if you've ever done any research on Georgia. No, I've never been. I know the, it's haunted as hell. The guidestones there, um, like the apocalyptic, apocalyptic guidestones are there in Georgia. We were going to actually visit those instead of the Central State Hospital. However, it was like two hours out of the way instead of an hour. So we just took the, the smaller route and did the Central State Hospital. I have like seven questions already, but I'm gonna let you keep going. Okay, okay, perfect, mm -hmm. perfect. Mm -hmm. So we were going to go to the Apocalyptic Guidestones. I guess I'll explain that really quickly, but it's basically like a set of pillars, stone pillars. Um, someone actually recently blew them up. <gasps> and it was, in the, it was a headline in the news, so they're no longer there, which I'm very upset that I didn't see them back in May because someone Blue, blew these up. This is why we can't have nice things kind of thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it was a, a couple of, I think it was three, if I'm not mistaken, three stone pillars and they had the rules for- Oh, like etchings of- Yeah, so kind of how to be, how to survive after the fact, how to- How are we supposed to survive now after, after the apocalypse? Exactly, I how don't know. How are we gonna do it? It, basically, it, it was a little strange because it gave instructions on how to minimize the population, like depopulation, basically. Very interesting, hmm. very interesting piece of work. It came out of nowhere, like no one knows quite who made it. But we were going to go to that. We didn't because it was further out of the way, but it would have been a very interesting. That's a good one, too. So instead, you straight shoot to a insane yeah. China, asylum hospital. Exactly. Okay, that's. Second best. Right. So we go to an insane asylum. asylum. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We can't do this, so we're going to go, let's go here. Right. French. Exactly. So <laughs> it's actually on our way back from Nashville, which is a little bit cryptic. This day was like very, um, this day was very strange for me because I had just introduced my mom to the Grateful Dead. Oh, nice. <laughs> And I had just gotten hungover, like I had just gotten extremely drunk the night before at a wedding and woke up hungover at 6 a.m. for my mom to like prepare us for this drive to go all the way back to Florida. So it's a, it's a pretty straight shot. It's just out of Tennessee, all the way through the state of Georgia down to Florida. So those were the only three states that the road trip encountered. And I was already very, very, weary like I was just tired my yeah. mom woke me up I was hungover and it was very like I'm in high school again my mom's about to drive for the first couple of hours on this road trip I love it and so I just get in the car I'm ready to go my mom doesn't even tell me her plans about stopping because we had stopped at like a really a lot of really cute places on the way up to Nashville but I was sleeping so you know I didn't really think about anything on the way back I wake up about like four hours into the drive. Again, I, re I just- Oh, kudos for sleeping that long. Right, yeah, thank, thank, thanks to my mom for sure. Again, I just introduced her to the Grateful Dead. Mm -hmm. And so for the past like four to five hours, she had been just straight playing the Grateful Dead. So I've been in and out of like this weird sleep state of like waking up and then my mom would offer me like a bowl 
and so we'd like go down Dude. the highway and we'd smoke and Dude. she's listening to the grateful dead what and it was like one of the craziest experiences That's of my life right i'm so proud of her right like i don't even know how that happened wow i am still <laughs> working on my parents and so let me tell you it's never gonna happen but i dream I'm proud of you. It was, it was a pretty cool experience. You know, I finally broke through. She finally listened to the Grateful Dead. So we had a good time. But when I had woke, when I woke up, we were in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, but this was like, dead. this nowhere. was the middle of absolutely nowhere. That makes you feel real good. You know, it's very odd. Like I said, I'm very used to it because the town that I grew up in was relatively small. You had a feeling about this. This was very strange. Mm -hmm. There were, there weren't, there wasn't anything around. Whereas I felt like in the middle of nowhere for Florida, I would be like, okay, you'd pass a gas station, you know, you'd pass a couple of houses. Timing that in the middle of nowhere, you, you went to a, a state asylum? the middle of absolutely nowhere. And the thing is, it's, it's called Central State Hospital. So I wake up and my mom is like, we're 30 minutes away from this place. And I was like, what? She surprise attacked you she with a haunting? She surprise attacked oh me. It was God. crazy. So she wakes me up and she's like, okay, we're 30 minutes away from this place. And I was like, what place? And she briefly, re-explains it to me and I was like oh my god like we're about to go to an insane asylum like okay that's that's fine I suppose is it shut down it is is it abandoned it is okay yes how did so, you you can just go there you can just go there wow so interestingly enough it is the it was the world's largest functioning insane asylum oh like the world's largest it's on 2,000 acres oh Essentially, I didn't know this pulling up to it. Well, of course not. You were ambushed. Right, right, exactly. So it's a secret <laughs> kind of like ambush. My mom's like, we're going to this insane asylum. And we start pulling up and I, I start realizing that all the houses around are decayed. Ooh. Um, Ooh, no, no, no. So all of the houses are not intact. Okay. It, it doesn't look like anyone lives in this town. And the most I've seen, like the most cars I've seen are probably two or three, just passing on the one road. So essentially this hospital is the town. Oh, it's called Milledgeville. It used to be the capital of Georgia back in like the times of the Civil War. But they, they were obviously like, maybe we should put this somewhere else. Okay. Yeah, basically. That's so crazy. When we pulled up, I had no idea that the the abandoned asylum was the entire town. So we were driving around, passing by buildings that were obviously abandoned, but they were, it was circling the entire town. So 2,000 acres. We were probably driving like, I mean, three or four blocks, wow. four or five blocks. Is that, do you think that's where all the workers lives, is in those houses around? Definitely. Okay. So there were the little houses, almost like cabin-like. And then you get to the big central building. It almost looks like a Capitol building. That was so weird. That once functioned as this mental hospital. It, so it was the largest one in the world at the time that it was functioning. Apparently, kids who grew up in Georgia used to be threatened by their parents. Like, I'm going to send you to Milledgeville. Well, of course. 
Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Definitely. The story that happened, I can't really remember which president it was, to be honest. It's okay, we'll give you grace. But one of them passed a law where I think it was in the 1960s, making asylums like this illegal. Oh, um, right. Kind of institutions like this, where they were just kind of putting away people. Because there was a big shutdown of a lot of institutions back yeah. in the day. Right, and this was one of the main ones that they had shut down at that time. Is it because they were doing shady shit? They were. Yeah. There was a doctor-patient ratio of 100 to 1. That's not enough. No. That's not nearly enough. No. That's, you need at least 2.5 minimum. Right, exactly. One is not enough. So you can kind of imagine the type of cruelty. Chaos. Uh, were they, they like went locked through. in? Were they locked in their rooms? Because you have to. Yeah, so if you go back to American Horror Stories Asylum, like. Is that what this is based off of? I'm not sure. I bet it is. I bet you, probably. This place is this place was absolutely huge. It was insane. When I stepped out of the car and looked at like these buildings and just stood there, um, notably the ground that I was standing on had over I believe the number is twenty thousand unmarked graves of patients that had lived there oh on the grounds. I'm sure they were just digging holes, dumping bodies, and covering Absolutely. it up. Absolutely, yeah. It's like Cheeseman Park, but way worse. Oh, exactly. Oh my god. Yeah. You stepped on the ground and you were like, I feel, I feel it. Yeah, I got out of the oh vehicle and, yeah, I don't know. I just felt heavy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, just felt really, yeah, I don't know. Just thinking about it is kind of like very heavy. It draws you down. It does. There's a, I don't think this is similar because I'm sure yours was way heavier, but when I do go to Cheeseman Park, if I lay down in the grass, it's really hard to get up. It just seems like there's like this weight on you. Was that kind of similar? Yeah, it was hard to get up. Yeah, I couldn't move. That's crazy. Almost like a, a feeling on my chest. Then like, do you think very... something was trying to say, this is as far as you go? Or it was just like all the energy was there? And maybe you can answer that by saying, did you go into the building? I did not. Smart lady. I did Smart not lady. go into the building. Take a note. You don't have to go into the spooky abandoned place. You do not have to. I wish I did. Really? I do. Oh my god. Um, and the only reason I say that is because I feel as if I would have had a little bit more of an experience. But to be fair, the experience was so intense. Just that feeling. You didn't even know you were on that many bodies though. No, not until afterwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just a complete feeling of devastation. Silence, like it was so quiet. Eerie too, Eerie. sure. There was access into every building. They had a bunch of separate buildings that functioned, I guess, as different sectors of the hospital. So you would have like the men and the women mm -hmm. and different ages and like different um, illnesses, Illness. mm -hmm. ailments. And in each of the buildings, like there were broken windows and the doors were like wide open and you could just freely walk into all of these abandoned buildings if you wanted to. 
it almost seemed like no one was watching the property and it almost seemed as if no one wanted to watch over the property. There were no patrol cars. Do you know if they had a caretaker after it got shut down? I'm not sure. Probably not. No, I would assume not. Okay. So it shut down as the asylum around that time period and then it continued functioning as a hospital for a while and then recently shut down in the 90s i believe as like full like we're abandoning these buildings mm -hmm. in the middle of georgia so they have these little signs in front of each of the buildings that you can kind of see what each building was used for okay. it does tell you dangers this is interesting <gasps> so the dangers it tells you the dangers of the building no so ceilings or oh oh like actual true building dangers yeah, so I feel like that implies you can walk in. At your own risk. At your own risk. You may fall through the floor. Right, like but here it whatever. says the ceiling on the third floor has fallen through. Oh, good. Home to small mammals, snakes, and insects. Walls contain mold. Oh, oh. Algae and hazardous materials. That's where you want to be. Foliage has grown over large portions of the building. That sounds like a haunted building if I've ever heard. You can see here that they have like all of the windows are smashed. Oh wow. But it's like. Oh, and there's gates on the other side. <gasps> oh, right. and there's gates on the inside of the windows. Cause they're trying to keep people in. That's super creepy. To be completely honest, my mom and I didn't really try to walk into any of these places. I don't blame you. Yeah. The energy was just so unbelievably heavy that I felt almost as if I entered any of these, if I entered any of these buildings that I would be trespassing oh. immediately. Like it just felt like I wasn't supposed to be. Mm, it wouldn't surprise there. me if you're sensitive to things. It would not surprise me. Or because there's a lot of people that are sensitive, but that are like, fuck no, nope, That's put that shield up. No. That's really how I feel. I could see that. I, 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 um, not that I necessarily am closed off to having any of those experiences, but yeah. I don't blame you because you don't need it all. Well, one, I think it's smart that you're protective, but I also think that you have enough of an openness where you can kind of tell how things are and like, do I go in here? No. No, I don't. <laughs> you know, maybe it's not my place. <laughs> did you have to leave the whole premise before it felt better? We did, yeah. I would say the entire town. We probably had to be like 10, 15 minutes outside of it before I started to kind of feel as if I could breathe. Okay, so even shortness of breath, too. Shortness of breath was huge. Wow, that you was and your mom, too? Both me and my mom, yeah. Okay. The shortness of breath was probably the biggest indicator of just... The heaviness. It really felt so palpable. Yeah. It was kind of very validating in the sense that I've never really had a ghost experience. Yeah. I guess I've had experiences in the past where I've recognized presences, but nothing like physically or visibly notice Probably noticeable. A good thing. Yeah. Probably a good thing. Absolutely. Again, I always shut down when mm -hmm. I get too close because I'm very aware when it's going to get to that point. Okay. I will say throughout the heaviness, there was a sense of peace. And I don't know if that's necessarily because when you enter a place like that or an environment with that much 
spiritual trauma trauma, like like traumatic activity there is the possibility of it like clinging to there's 2,000 bodies under it yeah so I wonder if maybe the sense of peace that exists there is only for those who are like showing up in a way that's not harmful to the space yeah I totally believe that, that people can pick up on, because it's still intentions. Right, right, right exactly. Yeah. So so going into this, I don't want to say, oh, you know, I felt a very peaceful energy about the heaviness there because of the trauma that mm-hmm. happened. Because I don't know how other people have experienced stepping into that right. zone. It almost felt like the Stephen King book when there was like a dome over mm-hmm. the town. Mm-hmm. Like it was so off-grid and in the middle of nowhere that it really just felt like it's the entire energy in this place was cut off from everything else like I had never stepped into a dome yeah and I think the lack of present existence there it all just makes you really feel like you're stepping back into that time period and going through like maybe what these patients went through with everything. That everything nasty. And now this is where your great great grandma stayed. Yes, my great 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 three great three greats three greats. But she was admitted to this hospital. Wow. Yes, and when they shut down in 1974, um, my grandma was kind of recapping when she lived with her at the end of. Um, her life. So her name was Naomi. She was admitted to the hospital um, in 1974. It was shut down. She was admitted to the hospital because, again, she was chasing people down the road with a knife. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, yeah it's okay. It's okay. It's yeah. Nice Back in these days, I feel like anyone would get admitted to these hospitals, but yeah, for anything, absolutely anything. Oh, my wife is being a bitch. Let me make sure that she, you know that she's crazy. We sent her in. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's what your grandma was talking about. Yes. 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 Okay. So she was talking about when Naomi lived. So in 1974, when the asylum shut down, Naomi moved back in with my grandmother. She was still in the si- asylum when it shut down. So yeah. She had to scab. Yep. Okay. Yep. So she had to move back to Tennessee with my grandmother. And my grandmother would wake up with her standing like at the end of her bedside. Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely terrifying. Oh like my I God. could I could never deal with that. My grandmother has been through a lot of ghost experiences. Oh my gosh. My, my grandmother killed someone? <gasps> Isn't what? that insane? And oh. my, <laughs> yeah. my, my, grandpa, my grandpa hid the body with her. It was like a whole thing. Oh my God. Yeah. What? Isn't that insane? That's crazy. Wait, Leah. Oh my God. <laughs> this is, this, that's crazy. Um, Wait, why? Tri- trigger warning a little bit. Yes. He was her rapist. Oh my god, fuck that guy. Yeah, and she uh, shot him. <laughs> horrible. What a horrible thing. thing to have to go a through. Terrible thing to go through. How old was she? And then her husband helped her hide the body? Yep. What? She was probably like 20, or late 20s, so 28, 29. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, shot him dead. My grandfather is also very sketchy. But that's like that's like the nineteen sixties, right? Well, and they're not gonna do anything about someone fucking you over, so you kinda have to no. handle your own shit. Exactly. Go, grandma. She's been through it. She's been through it, yeah. My grandfather has also been through it. 
And that's probably why he was able to hide a body. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's just in here. But now that we're on like death stories, I was working at sorry, this is like kind David's of off right now. I was working at this pump company. We were an industrial pump company. We sold I basically sold pumps to people. Like I sold pumps to NASA. Oh, okay. Um, they were for they were high chemical pumps, so they had like um, certain metal compatibility and things like that, so that you could like pump hydrochloric acid through it and not have it destroyed. And, yeah, and not yeah. have it destroyed. So that was like the whole premise behind this company that I was working for. We just sold industrial chemical pumps, and there was this man who rented out a portion of our warehouse. So we had a warehouse in the back. He rented out this section for his boat. And this was in Tampa, Florida, for the context. He was an older man, probably the same age as my grandfather, who is 76. And he was probably, at this time, he was probably 70, okay. maybe. But he was a big drug dealer back in the days in Tampa. I have no idea where this man is at now. Somewhere, somewhere, doing something. However, this man, came into my office one day. Granted, I was the only one working in the office and then there was a warehouse manager. Very good friends with the warehouse manager. Um, his name was Jake. Just a great guy. Great guy. Uh, but he was very good friends with this man. <laughs> and so Jake brought this man inside of the office one day to talk and the man starts going on about how he was a drug dealer back in the day. Back in like old school, 80s. What did he tell you? <laughs> this man told me that he used to bring people out into the Gulf of Mexico about three to four miles off the coast. And he would push men off of the boat. You know, who fucked him over in a deal or whatever. With a cinder block tied to their ankle or something like Not that? Not even a cinder block. He said he would push these men off of the boat five miles out into the gulf and then just drive the boat back. Oh my god. And see if, and he, he was always like, it was always game to see whether or not they'd make it oh back. My god. <laughs> Oh my God. I was like, this man just confessed to probably, I don't know, 10 murders in front of me. At least me. 9 out of 10. <laughs> One of those people definitely made it back, but 9 out of 10 of them did not. Oh my God. That was insane. It yeah. was insane. Are you okay? You seem like you're fine, but I just have to ask. I you know, I think, I think I'm okay. Oh my God. During the, in the moment, I was kind of like, that's badass. Like that's, that's <laughs> you like, somebody's got to do it. Like that's the most reasonable way, I guess. <laughs> you know what? Just give them a fighting like, chance. Technically you're not killing them. No, no, no. It's, you're it's just, on them. If they, it's on them if really they want to survive. That is insane. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. Well, Wild. I gotta say. That is exactly what I wanted to hear. Everything that you just gave to me. I, like, I don't even have words. That's freaking insane. I want to go to the pen, to the state asylum to see, to feel the energy. Like I said, it's like stepping in a dome. You're badass yes. and we love you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for sharing your stories. Yes, absolutely. I hope my grandma. Thanks, is grandma. It <laughs> no, is it good? No, She's so fun. If you ever want to have her on the podcast, she'd always be down to talk about her crazy ghost experiences. She lived, uh, so have you ever heard of the, Bri the Briar Witch? 
Oh, the Blair Witch? Uh, the Blair Witch. Uh -huh. Not Maybe not the Blair Witch. The Bell Witch. Oh, the Bell Witch. The Bell Witch. I've heard of that witch as well. She grew up in the town of the Bell Witch. And she has like a lot of oh, stories from my. that cave. God, I need to talk yeah. to that woman about a lot of things. She's insane. She's one it. of the most interesting people I've ever met in my entire life. Well, if you have an eerie encounter that you would like to send, we want to hear about it, about anything ghosty, spooky. You can follow us on Instagram at something spookish. You can send us Jamal at something spookish at gmail.com. And until next week, stay, stay spooky. spooky.